It's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstock 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Oh, man, thank you. As in fishing angler yeah. yeah not anger no nope. automotive not at all taking your calls 360-676-KGMI that's 360-676-5464 uh we'd always love to hear from the listeners uh, give us a call with any automotive related question check engine light car won't start battery goes dead strange noise what are you using out in the bay to catch salmon i, I haven't been catching any so I got one last weekend. Little cookies and cream. Nah, nah. Got a little. Uh, got a little salmon. Though. I saw your salmon. Yeah, it was great. I saw your salmon. Ten years. It's we call those ten a, years. We, we call those a fingerling. <laughs> it was a little bit bigger than a finger. You know, at, the, at that age, you can't really tell what kind they are. I hope you're using a barbless hook. I, I always use a barbless All hook. Right. Anyway. Anyway. We got a number of things to talk about here on the show, and uh, I've have uh, one of my sons down at the shop right now with a couple friends doing some uh, learning. They're doing some ball joints and tie rod ends, and uh, I don't know a couple other things on a Toyota 4Runner. That is awesome. One of them's fixing it up. They're supposed to be listening. Yeah. And so I thought it might be fitting since they're listening to. Uh, Go over some of those mistakes you shouldn't make when working on your own car. Do you have the uh, shop cam going right now? Maybe we I, could do a live feed. They'll on probably YouTube start waving at it off. Yeah. You know, they, my 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 internet's kind of slow up here. Verizon needs a new tower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're down there. So we're going to be talking about what you shouldn't do when working on your car. And uh, Kirk, 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 I got a note for you. Uh. Your Lights phone. off event, anyone, any info on it? <laughs> Kirk's giving me a blank stare, so we're going to get some more info on that here pretty soon. Yeah, I think uh, talking about the Lights on program, is that, uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be happening this year. All right, here came the bus, so I just pushed Kirk on Yeah, here. thank you. You're welcome, yeah. anytime. Appreciate it. You anytime. probably have the answer to that, I'm sure. Or maybe somebody can call in that's affiliated. We're organizing the ASA Lights On thing. Absolutely. Northwest Auto, not. Northwest Auto Care Alliance. Yes. Well, true. Old habits die hard. You know, as I, always going to be ASA to me. As I drive down Iowa Street, I always take a look at the car dealerships, and I, I, I feel kind of bad because, you know, so, so many of the lots are, are relatively empty, and the, the flow of cars coming into the car dealerships is pretty low, and I've talked to some people that have like, you know, they bought their Subaru and now they're, you know, it's like, it, it's like you're pregnant and you're waiting for the baby to be born, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they're, mo- they're months out to, to get the new car that they signed a deal on. And, uh, and I just, I feel bad for the dealerships and the salespeople and it trickles down to the service department. 
And and I saw this uh, news article just a couple of days ago that uh, now they're just they're monitoring the unfinished cars by satellite. Oh, really? And Ford has something like oh. 40,000 trucks sitting. They're parking them like at racetracks that aren't being used now in, yeah. the, in the Midwest. You know, 40,000, 50,000 Ford trucks waiting for, you know, a couple few different modules to, to put in the vehicle so they're ready to deliver. That is just crazy. That's unbelievable. Just the logistics of moving 40,000 cars from the uh, from the plant over to a racetrack to park them and then, you know, getting all the 40,000 parts to them to finish them. Yeah, and then 40 them plus thousand parts. You know, uh, I was thinking about that though. Uh, say, let's say there's forty thousand. Let's say there's a hundred thousand. But in a company that sells what two, three, four million vehicles a year, I guess that's not that many. You know, if you look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, but still, couldn't imagine. Well, looks like uh, we do have a caller here. Good morning, Tim. Yeah, hi. I kind of have an evac question for you. I've heard. Uh, you guys in the last couple months uh, a couple times mentioned not to overfill your tanks and because it can go up into the EVAP, and I've seen a couple videos from a guy I watch that says don't overfill your tanks. My problem is I have two 19-gallon tanks, and it doesn't matter what gas station I go to or what tank I fill up, the, the pump is completely clicking after every two seconds unless I just barely put the gas in. Do you have any ideas? Well, I think you've got an, an EVAP problem. So when you're putting fuel into the tank, and, and that truck, even though you've got two 19-gallon 19, 19 tanks, there's probably only one vent system. And when you fill the tank with fuel, you have to displace the air somewhere. And, uh, and so obviously that displaced air is having a problem going somewhere and it causes the fuel to back up little back pressure on the nozzle clicks off so you got to sit there holding it halfway to the first click on the gas pump while you put 19 gallons in and let me tell you when you're pumping 40 gallons of fuel halfway to that first click it takes a long time to get that yeah thing to fill. <laughs> you're telling me what kind of vehicle do you have jim it's a 93 F350. Okay. Well, uh, there is a vent. I think is the vent shared with the uh, um, tank switching valve too on those things? I, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a vent on top of each tank that tees together and goes to the charcoal canister. You think? I think so. All right. Yeah. No easy fix. Well, it, you know, it could be. I, there are certain vehicles over the years. I can't think back to a, a 93, but I know Chevrolet's had some technical service bulletins, of, and, and I think Toyota did years ago, too, where they had problems with spiders crawling into the, the vent line or the vent filter and making a little nest or laying eggs in there, so you get, like, a, a web of gunk that, that blocks that vent from venting. And I, I would do a little bit of searching. Like, we use EVAP system diagrams and parts locators, but I'd find that charcoal canister, and it's probably a big rectangular box somewhere in front of the rear bumper, right. the left or right side. It might be under the hood on that, though. I, you know, possible. It's a 93. Yeah. yeah. It's, getting, it's a classic. Yes, it it's is. It's a classic. Um, I, I would think that you have a, a – either you have a charcoal canister that's plugged because somebody overfilled it too many times. And, and if you do that, it puts raw fuel into these granulated you know, bed of charcoal in this vent system. 
and and it'll saturate with fuel and and then it'll kind of plug up um but then from there if it's not plugged it goes through this tube like maybe a i don't know three quarter inch or one inch you know black rubber line half inch half inch up to a uh up to a vent solenoid and then maybe a vent filter there maybe that line goes on further and there's a vent filter filter at the end of it and so when you fill the tank it pushes air out through the canister absorbs all the hydrocarbons and then the fresh air exits the canister through the vent solenoid and then out the filter and into the atmosphere. And then when you're driving down the road, all that charcoal that's saturated with fuel, it, it, it opens your purge solenoid, and it sucks fresh air in through the filter, through the solenoid, through the charcoal, through the lines, up and burns it through the engine and replenishes the fresh charcoal. Um, and, uh, and then the cycle repeats again when you refill it. Okay. So you've got something wrong in the vent system. Almost, almost, well, that's almost guaranteed. Well, I'll dig into it more then. And, and well, so the simple solution would be to the probably the first thing I would do would be to find where the charcoal canister is, figure out which one of those is the vent line going from the tank to the canister, and disconnect it from the canister and see if you can put some fuel in it. Okay. That would be an easy, easy trick or, you know, test trick, whatever. Can I um, ask you one more question? Of course. What are all those new vehicles out there parked by the airport that just seem to be a couple hundred, if not more? Are those going somewhere or? No, are these brand new vehicles or are they a few year old vehicles? No, they're brand new vehicles. Right there that used to be a boat dealership or something. Or is it the old Jerry Chambers building? No, no, no. Right out there on, like, Airport Road or whatever that is. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have to look into that. It's, it's possible they're vehicles that are being shipped up to Canada and, and waiting to clear customs and go across the border. I, I have heard reports at, at various times about cars that are effectively an impound they've been brought across the border but they're waiting to go through customs to bring used cars from canada into the u.s which is a a common thing that's happening these days but if they're they're brand new i suspect they're waiting to clear customs to head north but i can't say for sure every time i go by there that that place is just filled it's on airport way well it's right if you were yeah or is it It used to be a boat dealership it's, it's on the uh, it's on the west side of the freeway, right next to the freeway. Yeah, I I don't even know what you're talking about. Boat dealership out on the west yeah, side. Well, it was a well, boat dealership probably 15 years ago. I don't know what it's been since then. It tried to be. It used to be an airport parking yeah, spot then yeah, for that a while. Is, that is the original Jerry Chamber 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 and Jerry Chambers low overhead Chevrolet dealership in Ferndale. Um, okay, and it it's just uh, just north of the airport, off of I five. Um, but that is okay, the original yeah. Jerry Chambers yeah. location, and I guess I'm dating myself a little bit, but That's not okay. as much as I'm dating Kirk. I'm not dating. Okay. You. <laughs> All okay, right. Thanks, thanks for the call, guys. Tim. Yep. Appreciate it. Hey, I got a, a slow tank fill evap story. Yeah, we better do it after the break, though. Okay. Okay. 
So we're going to take a little break. Give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. And when we come back, we'll get that little note from Kirk, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, don't make these mistakes when you're working on your car. The City of Bellingham and their partner agencies are committed to protecting mobility for all on our city streets. This fall, please make a commitment to avoid distracted driving and travel with care to protect the students, pedestrians, and cyclists that are sharing the streets with you. Three feet, a few seconds, an extra glance. From those of us on bikes, thank you. Every time you watch out for us, wait until it's safe to pass, and leave enough room, we notice. Our bright clothes and blinking lights can only do so much. We depend on safe drivers like you when we share the road together. You make Bellingham even better when you travel with care. Learn more about Bellingham's Travel with Care campaign by visiting the City of Bellingham online at cob.org and search for protecting mobility for all. Together with your help, we can keep everyone on our city streets safe. The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store. Almost 10,000 square feet. And the Lummy Bay Market stocks almost everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel along the way with more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a apartment featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits and fine mixers and of course you'll want to check out the huge selection of cold beer in their massive beer cave don't feel like cooking dinner the pizza nini express at lummy bay market is serving up fresh made to order pizza and skippers is where you'll find tasty fish and chips along with their famous clam chowder satisfying the hungriest of appetites make the lummy bay market your first or last stop of the day for fuel food and and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where there's more in the store. There's no getting around it. We are all aging. The question is, are you prepared for the future? Well, join us this Saturday at 1 for the Aging Hour here on KGMI, and it's brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Here's Elder Law Attorney Phil George. Well, unfortunately, Bill, more than about 70% of retirement plans actually fail for folks when they need them the most. What we're going to be talking about is how to set your family up for success in your retirement. And that's coming your way this Saturday and every Saturday at 1 o'clock, the Safe Harbor Aging Hour here on KGMI. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Give a shout out to our co-hosts, Steve at the Panacea Auto Repair and Dan at Bellingham Automotive. Right on, guys. They got some exciting things going on this weekend. Couldn't I'm do sure the show. they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, you, you, you had a, an idea, a tip, some more info on when you can't put gas in your car. Yeah. That pump keeps clicking off. Right. It kind of ties into two things. So one... 
customer diagnosing uh, their own problem, and uh, number two, uh, what I actually found after I fixed the vehicle after they diagnosed their problem. And uh, so a few weeks back, uh, maybe a month ago, one of my uh, customers, the guy's super capable at just, just about anything, probably. And um, he's got a 2012 Subaru um, Outback or something. Having a hard time. We can't fill it up because it just barely tickled the gas in. A so, brand new one, a 2022? Uh, I'm sorry, 2012. 2012. And um, anyway. Um, Which I would say that's unusual. I mean, we don't see a lot of problems with Subarus like that. Correct. That's the first one I've seen, personally. Um, so anyway, he did all the research himself and uh, decided that he needed a new charcoal canister for it. And Which is expensive. It was expensive, and um, I like to put in a original equipment one if I can get them. Those are the ones that we put in, I believe. And um, anyway, so I asked him my typical, you know, hey, uh, you want me to diagnose this first and prove it before I do this, or do you want me to just do it? And um, he said, nah, just do it. So I did it, and... Um, you know, it's kind of involved. Got to pull the back left wheel off, pull the inner fender out, pull the. Once you get there, you can get the canister out and swapped it over. Sent them on their way, and well, guess what? Didn't make any difference. So they brought it back the other day, and um, I. I mean, it was a good guess. It was a yeah, great guess. guess, and it highly possible. Could have been. Um, anyway, so I um, they brought it in with barely any fuel in the tank, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and um, see how long it takes before it starts backing up. So I went down to the gas station, put the nozzle in, gave it a squeeze, and almost instantly popped back up. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And so, you know, when you're having those fueling issues, you know, kind of keep track of how long it takes before it starts backing up. If it's instantaneous or if it's 30 seconds or 45 seconds or maybe three gallons or whatever, kind of helps. So, out. like, did it take time to build back pressure through the whole right. system, or? Or did it just come right back at me? So, anyway, I took it back to the shop. So I, this I, is more of an acid reflux. Pretty much. Thing, you know, I, I got point two is how much gas pumped into really? it before it kicked That's off. almost like what, what fits in the filler neck. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> So anyway, um, took it back to the shop and um, pulling the uh, fuel neck out, actually the little rubber hose. Well, I pulled the, got the fuel neck out and dropped the subframe in the back and pulled the fender and the fender well and all that. And I pulled the hose off and I got my borescope in there and there's about a 10-inch chunk of rubber hose. And um, it was like a big... Corroded, what is it? Corroded, corroded. I haven't figured had to go through this yet. Artery, and the uh, rubber hose. Interesting. What broke, cause? What what the, causes that? The hose on the outside looked pristine, and it felt great. On the inside, it was just collapsed. And so, called up the Subaru dealer, Subaru dealer, and their back order. I don't know if it was three weeks or three months or three years or something, but anyway. Uh, you know, and by the way, when it's less than 10 years old and you're ordering what should be an available part, at least like in the West Coast warehouse. Or in and, the United States of America. And then they tell you the it's, back, it's back ordered. That That's like, 
plus 10, and then this is becoming a common, common problem category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, Napa had some um, fuel line and uh, popped a piece in there. But uh, So anyway, that was, uh, you know, when it comes to your uh, slow-fueling tank, uh, you really need to discuss that with the technician or the service advisor. How long does it take before it starts going slower, kicking back? And um, anyway, I'm thinking, I asked, where do, those, do they buy the fuel? His daughter drives it. Well, uh, AM, PM, just kind of wherever, you know. And I'm thinking wherever they can get the cheapest fuel maybe. And, you know, alcohol has a kind of a detrimental effect on on rubber, but you'd think that Subaru would be putting rubber in that would handle at least 10% alcohol. One would think. One you know, would I, think. Th- I, I think it reminds me of one that we had recently. We've seen this before, and you, you mentioned that, how quick it clicks off. And if this is something that started occurring after you had fuel theft, or you think somebody might have stolen some fuel out of your car. Oh, yeah. When people try to siphon fuel out, sometimes even when they cut the filler neck and then they put a tube in there to get into the tank to siphon it out. There's a check valve somewhere between that filler neck and the actual tank. Yeah, the Subaru had a little ball, down, yep. like a big ping pong ball. That's right. A lot of times it's just a ball. So if you flip that car over upside down, it it will keep fuel from spilling out through the filler neck if something's damaged up there. Right. It's just a check valve. Don't and flip so your car up. Don't flip down. your car up. But when somebody like puts their siphon tube down in there and somehow these guys are talented, they get the siphon tube past the ball. And then they go, they pull the siphon tube back out. It'll get that ball stuck in the wrong place. And then it won't want to take fuel. It becomes just a valve instead of a one-way check valve. Yeah. So, you know, that's something to keep aware of as well. Those fueling problems, when you're having problems putting it into a car, especially in late model vehicles with the emission systems, they can be frustrating problems to solve. I just had another thought. I asked, um, asked them, you know, where they were getting their fuel, the people that own the car. And, uh, you know, usually AMPM, whatever, wherever they can get cheap fuel. Um, but Dad said, well, we always, what about heat? You know, that gas line additive, you know, you put in to keep mm-hmm. the moisture out. Well, once a year, they dump a can of heat in that thing, too. The alcohol, it's basically alcohol. It's isopropyl so, instead of ethanol. Great. Anyway, it's alcohol. Anyway. Get it out of there. So... Um, you know, also I explained, you know, that vehicle has got a pretty much a full sealed system. You don't need to be adding anything to it unless you've personally added water to your fuel tank. They pretty much don't get water in on their own anymore, even condensation. All right, 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over 18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSE Foundation, gave 4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com together. With us is Mark Maiden from Capstone Physical Therapy, winner of Best of the Northwest. Mark, I understand you've been a hand therapy specialist for over 25 years. What exactly does a hand therapist do? 
Our hands are critical to daily life, and when they get injured, trauma, or overuse, our quality of life is affected. I work with doctors and surgeons to maximize hand recovery and get people back to life and the activities they enjoy most. What types of injuries do you treat? I've helped thousands of patients with tendonitis, sprains, fractures, dislocations, arthritis, basically anything that leads to hand pain or dysfunction. Any tips for our listeners? If you're experiencing hand or wrist pain or loss of function, seek attention early. Knowing what you have and what to do can lead to a faster recovery. Capstone Physical Therapy is a preferred provider with Kaiser, Regents, Medicare, LNI, and most other insurance plans. Visit CapstonePT.com today to get back to life and the activities you enjoy most. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. It's bad. What do you think their motive is, Chris? What do they want? We're a petri dish. I, I firmly believe that they look at us as nothing like we look at dolphins and whales. We tag them and we send them back out. The UFOs, ghosts, and other paranormal phenomena. They're researching us, so we better start researching them more seriously than what we are right now. And we could be their creation. We could. Coast to Coast is back on KGMI every night, 10 o'clock and beyond. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A half million Canadians are now in the dark from Hurricane Fiona. John Lohr is Nova Scotia's Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. All of our municipalities would have emergency measure response plans. So there's an activation of that. There's been an emergency alert issued for our people. We're getting the message out to Nova Scotians what they need to do. The Weather Channel's Kelly Cass tells us Tropical Storm Ian has formed in the Caribbean, could strengthen into a hurricane and hit Florida. Just about all of Florida is in that forecast cone. Now, remember, the forecast cone is a prediction for the center of the storm. And, of course, preparation should be done now because we do think this storm will start to impact places like the Keys as we head towards Monday. More evidence of human rights violations in Ukraine. More bodies have been discovered in an eastern town. CBS's Kemi McCormick. Their claims come on the same day U.N. investigators said they've uncovered war crimes on a massive scale in Ukraine. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. We are taking your calls. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. And we have Linda on the line. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, gentlemen. I want to thank you so much. I just love your show and listen every week. I I wonder, I have a 2003 Subaru Forester, which uh, needs an a AC compressor and a belt. And I'm wondering if you know 
it would be they they would whoever does it's going to put in a, a used one, right? A used compressor? No, on that car I would be putting in a brand new, probably a Denso or Nippon Denso compressor. Oh. Um. Honestly, they're not on the grand scheme of things compared to what we used to pay for rebuilt compressors. We can get new ones at a pretty fair price. And, oh. and that's a high failure rate item on used components. I, I wouldn't go anywhere near a used compressor person. Oh, I had no idea. I just figured for that age of a car, you'd have to, I was going to have you. Do, what do I do? Go to a junkyard or something. So, But that's really interesting. Oh, well, that's good to know. I'm pleased to hear that. Um, I, I was also going to ask about the driver's seat belt. It's shredding. That one, I, I would, Subaru can probably still get that seat belt. Um, some, okay. sometimes you might lose your choice on color. Um, you can get used seat belts. My, my experience in purchasing used seat belts is, uh, I, I don't know if I'd say 50, 50, but, but I bought a lot of used seat belts in the past that, that they come and they don't work properly. They've been out in the rain. Um, the seat belts on that, I'm not sure that they have a, uh, a self-tightening feature. Like some of the seat belts have actually a device yeah, in them that causes does. them to tighten up. It and, does. And yes. that, in that situation, technically, it's not legal to put a used one in. Okay. Well, th- that's why I'm calling you because I knew you guys would know. Anyway, fingers crossed you'll have your lights on this October, that lights on program. I went once before, and I'm, now I found I have a light out at the front, so I was going to go. But uh, it may not happen again this year. Who knows? Well, thank you, gentlemen. That's been so helpful. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Linda. Bye-bye. Bye. So is the lights on going to happen? Do you know? I, I, I'm i deferring to you. Well, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. We didn't have one the, the last year, I don't believe. And the year before was COVID. But we're going to find out, and we're going to let yeah. everybody know next week. Next week, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Be so, interesting. Man, I tell you what, though, putting, in, putting light bulbs in some of the, a lot of the cars now, it's uh, getting a little more and more difficult. I mean... Some of these rigs, you got to pull the whole front bumper off or the bumper skin, and I know we had know. a we had a Cadillac a couple years ago that uh, they they brought it in for the the lights on event with the the Whatcom County Automotive Service yeah. Association, and right. and and it was one of those where they're like, oh, we can't do this right away. Here's a list. Take it to one of these shops. I'll put it in. They brought brought it to our place, and it's like two and a half hours to do the lights. Yeah, up in the the, the front turn signal lights that are mounted in the bumper is unbelievable. Well, I I did um. Nissan, oh no, it was, I don't know what it was, uh, some kind of a fancy car uh, a couple years ago, and uh, it was like the bulbs were 180 bucks a piece, and uh, it was two and a half hours to pull the pull the front of the pull it all apart to get to the bulbs. It was insane, like 450, 500 bucks or something like that. And when I quoted the people, I thought they were gonna you know click and hang up on me. And uh, apparently I was a couple hundred bucks underneath the dealership on the estimate. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? That's crazy. And, you know, we have cars now that are coming in. They've got the, the HID or high-intensity yeah, discharge yeah, right. lights. And they have these ballast assemblies that are two to 400 bucks plus a $100 light bulb. And, and, you know, sometimes it's the ballast. Sometimes the ballast is causing the bulbs to fail early. And then we used to have the third brake lights that were LEDs, and only a yeah. few of the LEDs lit up. Well, now we have cars coming in that are LED bulbs in all of the exterior lights. 
And when they quit working, you have to replace the assembly, which yeah. we, we had one of the Mazda that was, it was like $350, $400 because the taillight LED didn't work. That's crazy. It's crazy expensive. Make you want to hang lanterns on each one of the corners. Put, Stick your arm out the window. You know, the flag, you know. You know, spotlight in the dash and your arm out the window. There you go. That's why you always have to have friends and family with you. So if you were uh, if 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 you had uh, some some young adults down doing ball joints on a Toyota right now, what what would be your your best piece of advice to give them in then doing that job? Um, stay focused. Stay focused. Yeah. Stay don't focused. listen. Don't listen to the radio. Don't listen to the radio. Avoid um, your music. Well, you can have some tunes as long as you know, but stay focused because you know doing ball joints can be potentially dangerous it can be you know um don't try to cut corners try not to use the torch if you don't have to um i don't know stay organized stay organized lay your tools out lay the parts out stay organized don't be searching for that missing bolt before you uh blast the old ones out if you're thinking you want to drive the car home tonight match the parts up that you bought. Make sure they're right before you take it apart? Yeah, yeah. Might not be a bad idea. Uh, that 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 not only is that a rookie mistake, I find occasionally it's a veteran mistake. Well, it is. It is. And uh what else? Make sure you got the tools, the correct tools to do the job before you even start it. You know, if you're especially if you're kind of starting out on this thing, you're under a lot of pressure. Get those things out, unless they they're bolt ins. Two of them are bolt ins. Two okay. of them are press ins. All right. Well, looks like we I got some more callers here. I think we're going to jump to uh, Roy. Oh, hey, one last thing. One last thing. Read the instructions before you go for it. Pull up all data, look up that vehicle, and make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. And then maybe even get on YouTube and watch somebody do it wrong. Oh, they, you, you, you just said the U word. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, we've got Roy on the line here. Good morning, Roy. <clears throat> Good morning, sir. So what can we do for you? Well, a re- real simple one here, talking about that uh, fuel additive and that uh, fuel neck problem. Um, I, I usually put in in my cars uh, oh, every three months or three or four months uh, a bottle of that fuel injector cleaner. Is that? I I've, I was told years ago that's a that's probably a good thing to do to you know for the fuel injectors and. Uh, what what's your take on that? Well, I always think that what you know, basically, if you're buying good fuel, uh, you don't really need the injector cleaner. And if you're doing regular oil changes, you know, uh, good filters, good oil regularly, probably don't need fuel injection cleaner. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I I change oil regularly, and uh, I I try to stay away. From I try to stay away from the cheap gas. Uh, I was I was told that would be a good plan, you know, a couple decades ago. So that that works pretty good for me. Yeah, we're, we we normally recommend the the top tier fuel, um, like like seventy six. Um, I think Exxon and Costco actually does sell top tier fuel, and the top tier fuel has it, it's something like eight or ten times the the normal detergents and additives in it to help keep the fuel injectors and the combustion chambers clean in vehicles um, versus the minimum federal standards. And 
and like Toyota, Honda, General Motors, they all found that like the the federal required minimum detergents in the fuel was nowhere near enough to keep the components clean and working properly. And so they developed their own standards for this is the kind of fuel you should use in our cars. And it's actually kind of required if you want certain things to be covered under warranty. You can't just be buying the cheap, the cheapest fuel that can be found on the market. And I, I will say, say this, um, and we've talked about it for years. Originally with Costco, they actually stepped up, you know, a, a decade and a half ago and put top tier fuel in at all of their gas stations. Um, AMPM, Arco, um, did just this year um, become a top tier approved um, fuel seller. So all of the AMPM gas stations now do sell top tier fuel. Okay. Um, okay. Where historically they'd been the the low priced minimum quality leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, talking about this fuel fuel neck problem, um, I have I have a couple of older older vehicles. They're they're in really really tremendously good shape. Very low mileage. I have an 07 Kia Rondo, and then my wife's car is a 2012. Uh, Real beautiful Taurus. Uh, that's a real nice quality vehicle. And I was just wondering, do, do they have any rubber on the on the intake neck, uh, like you mentioned that other pe- people had on that Subaru? I honestly don't know. I, I would say either. likely both of them have at least a short section yeah. um, of of rubber in that that filler neck area. How, how long and how much is kind of hard to say, but almost all. All cars do have a short section. And having one of those swell up and become restricted like that is really uncommon. Yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised for that to turn into a, a, a recall if Subaru has an issue. Because if it's happened to one like that, it's probably happened to more. And, and we really we just don't see that that often. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's the first time I, I heard about that uh, that situation. So, Anyway, okay, gentlemen. Well, hey, thank thank you very much, and really appreciate your uh, your expertise. Thanks for for calling in. All right, Roy, we appreciate it. You you are in the shop. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. We'll be right back. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 
360-676-KGMI. And, uh, you know, talking about working on your own cars, the mistakes you want to avoid. <laughs> and almost everybody I know in the automotive industry has done this one once. Which one? Double gasketed the oil filter. I've never done that. You've never? Have you ever seen it done? I've seen it done. You're going to do it now. Oh, no. You're going to do it now. No, I knocked on wood. This is real wood. So, you know, sometimes when you take the oil filter off, the old spin-on oil filters, there's a gasket that comes with the new filter, and you take the old one off, and the gasket sticks to the, the mounting assembly to the block, and then you put the old one on and tighten it down. And uh, basically, it just uh, that old gasket will have an aneurysm, and it'll pump a lot of oil out really fast. Yeah, it doesn't really matter how tight you tighten it either. If you in that situation, the tighter you get it, the faster it blows out. I think. Yeah. It just squeezes it out. So uh, always, always, always check your old oil filter, or in the the case of the newer cartridge ones, check the the, the old cartridge for any gaskets, O rings, or anything else to make sure that they came off with well, you the know, old one. A good point on. Uh, the cartridge style, basically, uh, you want to make sure that you've got some have a oh, all of them have an O ring around the outside of the main body of the cartridge housing that screws into the engine. Um, some filters actually have a tiny little O ring in the center of that thing that kind of protrudes out, you know, sticks out. Um, you want to make sure that both of those O rings are in there, and. Uh, in the proper groove for them. And I did come across a, a car a number of years back that um, the cartridge part of the filter was crushed. And I looked up in there, and the the little O-ring was up in the hole, and somebody had put a new ring on and basically double O-ringed and crushed the uh, filter somehow. Bad things can happen. Oh. And when tightening an oil filter... But it wouldn't make sense because it would... Hold it down farther. I, it was. So, yeah. Anyway, when when tightening an oil filter, a drain plug, um, an oil filter cartridge, um, be aware on your vehicle. Everything has a specification. Yeah. They're only supposed to go so tight. Exactly. They they don't go not quite tight enough, and they don't go way too tight. And nothing nothing on your vehicle is the specification listed as get it as tight as you can. <laughs> Especially not the plastic cartridge style oil filler filter caps. Yeah, there is a specification. It is not very high, and when you exceed it, the next time you try to change your oil or the poor sap you take it to to change the oil, that part is not going to come off intact. I was going to say intact. It will come off, but it will not be intact. Yeah, and we we see that frequently. We're gonna jump over to another caller here. We've got Laura on the line. Thanks for waiting, Laura. What can we do for you? Hi, good morning. Um, I got a quick question about um, gas, fuel. So uh, I was at Costco the other day um, putting putting fuel in my car. Did you have to wait in line to get fuel at Costco, or no, did you pull right up to a pump? I didn't. It was early in the morning. Oh, good deal. Because I, so, I won't wait in line to get fuel there. No, no, no. It was 7.30. So this guy in this truck drives up behind me and starts fueling his truck, and... He leaves his motor running, and I'm kind of thinking that's strange. I'm actually thinking how I can block myself when the car explodes, and I'm looking over, and there's 
you know, the guys from Costco with the vests on didn't seem to care. I look around, no one else that's pumping gas seems to care. Am I crazy or is, is it not smart to pump gas with your car running? Well, you're not crazy for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's really not unsafe unless the thing explodes, right? So, but it is better okay. to shut it off because, you know, anything can go haywire there. So, uh, you know, okay. I, yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's kind of the law. Is it I'm, the law? I'm, fair, I'm fairly certain it is the law that you are not allowed to fuel your vehicle while it's running. Now, I don't know if that applies to diesel semi-trucks in, you know, sub-zero weather fueling up in Montana in the middle of February or not. Or your starter doesn't work anymore. It only starts once every 25 I, times. I, I've seen people fuel their cars up with them, with them running. I've never seen a problem with it happening. You're not supposed to do it. I wouldn't be that fearful of it, to be honest with you. I, I would say maybe if you were on the freeway and you saw that truck, you know, coming up to pass you, I'd get out of the way and just let him go on his way and not drive near him. Yeah, because um, that that's a general lack of judgment indicator that could potentially indicate other problems. <laughs> you think? Uh, um, but uh, but I wouldn't be that worried about it. Well, I'm um, okay. In this day and age, my biggest fear of fueling my car up with it, with it running would would be the guy walking down the sidewalk, you know, thirty feet away, notices that I'm on my cell phone, standing by my back bumper, not paying attention to my door open with my engine running, that they're going to jump in my car and steal it. Okay. And that has happened. I'm kind of thinking of the Karen factor. If you would have pointed out to them that you don't think that was a very good idea, that might turn into some kind of a a viral thing on YouTube or Twitter or TikTok or something like that. So, yeah, public confrontations are not usually a good idea. I'd recommend against that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I I figured if no one else thought it was strange that I wasn't going to talk to them about it. But I think you're right. You know, it would have been fun for you to just scream out, hey, man, shut off your engine. It's the law. <laughs> See how it would go from there. I don't think it's enforced, though. Well, okay. maybe it's All right. time for us to do some citizen kind of stuff yeah. and enforce High, pr- high priority. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But, it, yeah, hey. shut, your, shut your engine off before you fuel. Okay. Yes. yes. Thanks, guys. I love the show. Thank you. 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. It's a new season, but the same old story with your home comfort. You're going to need it. Hi, I'm Joe T. And for my friends at West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric, it'll keep getting cooler outside and you'll be relying more and more on your heating system. Now's the time to do what I do each year and have your system checked and serviced by the pros at West Mechanical. They'll keep your system running right. But if you've noticed higher and higher heating bills or uneven heat in your home, it might be time to consider a new efficient system from West Mechanical. If so, now is the time to act. The heating industry is among those that have experienced supply chain issues, but West Mechanical planned ahead, and they have a solid inventory of new furnaces ready to install. Get the right equipment now and rest easy, knowing your family will be comfortable all season long. As always, they have great financing options on approved credit, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Be ready for whatever the seasons throw at you with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric. Visit them today at westmechanical.net. That's westmechanical.net. 
Self-bullying. It's a real problem. Studies show nationwide over 20% of students experience bullying on a daily basis at school or on social media. Don't be a bystander. Become an upstander. Someone who takes action. It only takes one person to make a big difference. When bystanders become upstanders, it not only helps the targets of bullying, it also shows other bystanders how to take action to prevent or address bullying. A great place to start is the website stopbullying.gov, where you can learn how to recognize bullying and how to stop it. Join Cascade Radio Group and Launching Success in the fight against bullying. Launching Success is your local source for help on how to talk with your child about bullying. They have children's books, workbooks, and games to learn what bullies, victims, and bystanders act like and how you can get in and out of sticky situations. Launching Success, Whatcom County's largest educational toy store, where play and learning collide. Shop in-store, call in your order for pickup, have it delivered, or shop online at launchingsuccess.com. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. I'm going to toss a few more things about mistakes you shouldn't make when working on your own car. And, uh, you know, one thing is when you... uh, when you get all finished, if you've kept yourself fully organized, mm-hmm. you'll reach a point in which there's one bolt or one nut remaining, and you will properly place that in its location, properly torque it, and be done. Yep. Versus you're all finished, you put the tires on, you pull the car out, you go back to the workbench, and there's a handful of nuts and bolts left over. Yeah. Stay organized and make sure everything goes back where it belongs i always recommend like if you're doing a new job and you've got you're going to have dozens and dozens of nuts and bolts you know maybe you're pulling an engine out or something get some gallon ziploc baggies get a felt tip pen put them in a baggie label them especially if you're not going to be going back together right away label everything whip your cell phone out take a couple pictures when when that three-dimensional puzzle looks a little complex so you know how it goes back together and uh, stay organized and make sure you put everything back where it came from I've got a little, um, what do you call those, the paint paint pens? Paint pens. Or pen, yeah. And I will dot, put a little dot on things here and there uh, just to kind of keep myself organized. And then actually clean off a workbench or a work cart or something like that and kind of lay out the little pieces and the parts as I take them off kind of in a sequential order, you know. And it really helps out a lot. Immensely. Immensely. A lot. A lot. We always had a rule. I've always had a rule in my shop. Um, you know, even if a bolt was missing when the vehicle came in, there needs to be a bolt back in the hole where you think the bolt should have been, even though it was missing when it came in kind of thing. So Do it once, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep, keeping track of things, your tools, when you take things apart. There's nothing like spending two hours looking for that eight millimeter socket that fell off the end of your extension in the black hole. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, the I mean, one, of, I mean, one, you need that, you need that socket, but two, where's it at and what kind of problems is it going to cause later down the road? Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, drop in between a spring and the top of a sprut, you know, strut area, end up with a squeaky, crunchy sound forever. Or worse yet, drop something down and an intake runner with the intake manifold off. Oh yeah. Something down yeah. drop something down That's, a you know, a yeah. nine inch deep spark plug tube while the spark plugs are removed. Yeah. You um, need to really be careful if you drop anything around. 
when I do spark plugs, I usually do them one at a time. Solve that problem. Thanks for listening. You've been in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Engler Automotive. We'll see you next week.